views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. Continuing powerful lineup for those of you that are just tuning in, but powerful lineup on Transformation Talk Radio. Claire Candy is who you just listened to at nine o'clock. Angels everywhere. How cool is that? Now, Johnson Miller and then Eliyahu Gian. We have got a packed lineup for all of you today. So here's what I want to say, Benny. I don't know. Are you like a dream? Do you like dream at night? Oh, yeah. I'm not a, yeah you do? Oh, yeah. So uh, have you ever had bizarro dreams? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I decided to give up dreaming after Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> the bottom line is that I don't know that we can actually give those up. But as a child, I did something really super interesting. I used to have all of these fictitious characters, and I used to make them my friends. Dracula, Frankenstein, Godzilla, you name it, the Colossus, all of that. And so I would build up this army for my dreams, and I would plan my dreams. Now, I don't even know if that's a thing. That's why today, Johnson Miller is joining us here today. We're going to talk about his fabulous new book, Dream Patterns, Revealing the Hidden Patterns of Our Waking Lives. Uh, we've got copies of the book to give away. We're going to talk about, you know, what is it about dreams that could help us in our everyday lives? But the basic thing is, are there even patterns? Dream patterns. Are there such things? Well, he's going to tell you all about it. For those of you... Um, Let me just tell you a little bit about him. You know, he's practiced dream interpretation over 25 years, professor of history at Drexel University in Philly, better known as Philadelphia, and is joining us here today to talk about what it is from a both mythological perspective, a patterning perspective, maybe even, maybe even a little bit of sacred geometry here. I don't know. But what can we learn? What are the questions to ask? And by reading his fabulous book, which I said to all of you, I have right here, how do our dreams change or not? Johnson, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hey, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled and honored to be on your show. 
I'm, I'm just, I've got to ask you this question because many of us um, end up doing things in life that we don't know or didn't know that we would end up doing. Not in a million years did I know that I would be doing this. No, no way. For you, what happened to you? What tapped you on the shoulder or what two by four hit you to say, you know what, Johnson, we need you to take a closer look at this dream stuff. Yeah, right. Especially, you know, I'm a historian by trade. Why am I writing a book on on <laughs> dreams? Right. Well, right. Uh, dreams have been with my have been in my life longer than uh, uh, than than history uh, since I uh, probably at least ten years old. Well, dreams are just weird, right? I mean, everybody. I mean, they're, they're fascinating. I mean, you forget it. You don't even have to worry about interpreting dreams. They're just weird. They're they're wonderful. Uh, so I've always been interested in and I began trying to interpret my dreams at an early age. So it's been with me a long time. But there is a link between my interest in dreams and my interest in history. There's, I'm interested in the origins of things. Where do things come from? What do they mean? Where do I come from? What do I mean? And my history, my genealogy, and my dreams are all ways of, of understanding um, myself. And so after... Yeah. Working with my dreams for so long, I thought I developed a, an effective way of working with them, something more effective than the traditional dream dictionary approach. And at mm-hmm. some point, I said, you know, I, sh- I should, I need to share this with people. I thought, you know, I actually got was looking at a bunch of books on a shelf in a store one day, and I said, you know, I think I've really got something to offer here. And my partner said, you should do it. And so I sat down and started writing, and and now I've, I've got my book. Well, and you know, one of the things that happens though for us sometimes is we get called forward to do some things that at the time may not make sense to the people around us for us to do. But, you know, fast forward to where we are today and it, and, and all the dots seem to get connected. I would like to ask you this question. What do you think the greatest misconception is that we have of dreaming? Uh. So Don't I you love that? People who are interested in their dreams and do pay attention to them, mm-hmm. I think the greatest misconception comes down to the approach we're taught with those dream dictionaries. The idea that every dream is significant and even that every image in our dreams is significant. One of the things I focus on in the book is helping us sort through the noise to find the, the things that really are meaningful in our dreams and to uh, sift to the side uh, those things that are random, just odd, or just not meaningful for interpreting in order to create changes in our lives. So let me ask you this question. You've written this book. You've talked to a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, part of this is understanding either directly, you know, concisely or metaphorically, my favorite word, metaphorically, right? Doesn't that sound like, oh, metaphorically, what the heck does that mean? Um, but what I'm talking about is interpretation. And and I want to ask you about this because I may have a dream or I may dream. I'm like what you call a daydreamer. Some people think that that's not like a real thing. I'm not a daydreamer like you see in the movies where they say, stop daydreaming, you know, like that. I'm a daydreamer where I can be sitting and all of a sudden an entire landscape of images comes up in front of me. And I can't tell you what I'm doing at the time. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to be driving, but sometimes that happens. And I, I would love for you to hear, uh, for to talk with us about this idea of dream patterning. 
because I don't know that people know that, first of all, there is even anything like that even exists. Yeah. Right? So I think patterns, I, I talked about all the noise that shows up in dreams and getting past that. And I think it is the pattern, by looking for patterns in our dreams, the things that keep reoccurring, um, not like a necessarily recurring dream where you have the same dream over and over, although that's an extreme example of it, but just dreams where the same sorts of people, the same sorts of settings uh, keep uh, keep appearing over and over again. And I have, in fact, done this with more traditional sense of daydreaming. I mean, why not, as you're walking down the road, random thoughts come in, why not pay attention to why those things, are, those particular things are coming? You know, it's not entirely random. The things that are important in our lives that either because we experience them all the time, or they have a lot of energy in them, you know, a lot of, uh, strong emotional power to them. Those are the things that are going to impress themselves upon us, whether in daydreams or in, uh, or in our, our night dreams. And those, those are the things that are going to reoccur and keep introducing the same sorts of imagery and themes and settings uh, over and over again. And I think that you're right that a lot of people don't recognize, except for you know, a typical recurring dream where it's the same over and over, I think a lot of people don't recognize that there are these patterns uh, to it. And the way that you have to, what you need to do to recognize this pattern is to pay consistent attention to your dreams by actually writing them down. There's simply no substitute for, uh, for writing down your dreams on a daily basis. Because then you can go back to your record and you can find the patterns, that mm-hmm. um, the, the images and the characters that recur over and over again, and that are pointing to something important to your life that you may not be paying attention to. Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you a question about this. You know, I think for most of us, we probably can look at things in our lives and and look at, um, uh, you know, ideas that we think come up time and time and time again. You know, as a child, I will tell you that I really did have that pattern of having that dream where I would spend most of my time as a kid in comic books or, you know, in the movies, watching really bizarro movies. And then I would do this thing where I would create my dream or it's so I thought I was. Um, And I think that when people work with you, you could hear what they're saying and probably have a good sense. But I think it's it's kind of cool if we could tell people about this patterning and how it actually works or not. And let's just give pe- people a sneak preview because I don't think that we understand that dreams do have patterns. I think that's the biggest aha in this for a lot of folks. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that go into making up our dreams, including yeah. programming ourselves each night to dream about a particular thing, to draw particular characters into our dreams the way that, that you did. And you may have been doing it for a particular purpose or simply for, for enjoyment. But either way, we can program ourselves to dream particular things. But there's also lots of, of noise that, that doesn't show up as patterns. It can be just the random events of the previous day just play out again. That's not really meaningful for interpreting. Our uh, physical sensations play into it. You know, I'm sure we've all had dreams where you like wandering around looking for a toilet because you have to urinate. And you wake up, and sure enough, it's just the physical sensations impinging on our dreams. Or sound or light while in our environment as we sleep can impinge upon it. And those things aren't really interpretable, and they are, uh, they are random. And so if you pay attention to your dreams, you can sift out that, that randomness um, to find, the, uh, to, uh, to find the, the, the patterns in there, the things that, the things that are coming from 
those, again, those emotionally powerful things in our lives that we may or may not be uh, be aware of. And the thing is, those, those patterns that we see in the dreams then that are deriving from those emotionally powerful things, those aren't just patterns in our dreams, in our dream life, those are patterns in our waking lives. And so we have to connect the dream patterns to our, the waking life patterns so that we can then make uh, helpful changes in our life if there are waking life patterns that need to be changed or attitudes that need to be changed. So let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the ideas, some very specific things that are outlined in the book. We're going to tell you more about it. We're going to take your questions. Uh, Do you have a dream that seems to keep creeping in there, creeping up there, and you're kind of wondering, wow, what do I do with this? 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. And what happens when you just keep forgetting your dream? Is that for real? You keep forgetting the dream. Well, we've got some solutions for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful Western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? Live your magnificence. For the love of joy is a precious gift offered to us by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. He takes us on an incredible 30-day adventure to expand our minds and hearts with the nectar of life, love, and joy. This book will help you bring more joy, love, health, abundance, adventure, romance, and magnificence into your life. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life? 
career, health, or finances, experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals, Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Welcome back. We're talking about dreams, dreams, dreams today. And uh, my very special guest, if you're just tuning into the show, uh, is Johnson Miller. Dream patterns, revealing the hidden patterns of our waking lives. So it's kind of interesting uh, when we're thinking about this, Johnson. But before we jump into the book, I want to ask you, first of all, how can people get a copy of the book and how can they find out more about you? Yeah. Um, so the book is available all the big online bookstores, Books a Million, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Um, I know it's at least on the shelves in all the Barnes & Nobles in, in my region. Um, and, you know, look at your local independent uh, bookstores, and if it's not available on the shelf there, ask them to, uh, to get it in. Um, and you can find out more about me from my, uh, from my website at johnsonmiller.wordpress.com. That's Johnson, J-O-N-S-O-N with no H. Mm-hmm. Johnsonmiller.wordpress.com. Right. Um, listen, this is really today in the world we live in, dreams are becoming so powerful. You know, Johnson, they're showing up in blockbuster movies. They're showing up as visualizations. You know, they even have characters in like the Avengers, you know, that are able to come in and, you know, have these visualizations, almost this dream time. So it's in our consciousness now um, in the world, at least in this country, in other countries, though, hasn't it been in the forefront of consciousness for thousands of years, or, or am I wrong on that? Dream, dreams are absolutely universal. I mean, they're fundamental to our physiology. So I think, yeah, for as long as we've at least been human, I'm, I think dreams have been important. Yeah, there are societies where you wake up in the morning and sharing the dreams is, um, is a, fundamental, a fundamental practice. But I think it's been with, uh, with us here in, in America, and actually in America at the beginning. I was researching something in a Philadelphia archive, totally unrelated to dreams, and there in the catalog I found a late 18th century book on how to interpret your dreams that was written and published in Philadelphia in the late 18th century. And so they've, they've been there. Some societies pay more attention to it than, uh, than others. Uh, but I think you're right. It's coming back. Um, it's been a strong part of popular culture, but I, I agree with you. I've been seeing it more and more in films. It's becoming fundamental plot lines and um, and uh, I think that's great. Anything that gets us to look into that whole other half of ourselves in order to understand the waking part of our lives better. 
Yeah. You know, tell me about the waking part of our lives and the relationship that it has to dreams. Right. Uh, and so that is the fundamental uh, thing with this. That's why you, and you go about interpreting your dreams is to understand uh, what's going on in, in your waking life. And so maybe I can give a quick walkthrough of how, how I yeah. go into the dreams to then find out what's going to my waking life and give a, a clear example of how I've created changes in my life doing this. Um, the fundamental thing is you simply have to remember your dreams. And that means waking up every morning, writing in a journal the dreams that you had. You need to remember, be able to go back to that journal later. Even if all you write that day is, I did not recall any dreams, write that down. I've written that a thousand times. Your dreams are they're the grateful beings that when you pay attention to them, they'll, they'll come into your memory more and more whenever you uh, wake up in the morning. The more you pay attention, the more they'll come in. So you've got to be writing down your dreams. You've got to be uh, recalling them, writing them down. And then you need to go back and look for the patterns in them. I recommend like every two weeks or so, go through and make up an actual report. I just use the simple who, what, where, when, why, and how that I learned in you know, elementary school or junior high. Um, I just make a column and, okay, who appeared in my dreams in this last two weeks and just make a list of the characters. And you start, and you start to find that a whole bunch of one type of person pops up, but maybe not others. The people who are in our everyday lives don't necessarily come into our dreams the most. It can be people from our childhood or groups of, of strangers who perhaps mean a particular thing. So groups of people who wear uniforms, it could be firefighters, uh, soldiers, or, or what have you, it could be a pattern that appears. So it's not necessarily a recurring dream, <clears throat> but simply patterns of, of uh, recurring locations, recurring characters. And once you recognize those, you can look at the context in which those clusters appear to get a sense of what is the recurring, the recurring theme, the recurring imagery. And then from there, you have to go into your waking life and assess your, your waking life to see what, what is going on in my life that is connected to this. It can be uh, unrecognized anxiety. It can be great, great joy. It's not necessarily a, you know, a, a, you know, a negative thing or, or something that even needs to be, uh, to be changed. So you need to make that connection between the dream patterns and waking life patterns. And that's where the real work begins then. If, if it is a waking life pattern or an attitude that needs to change, then I need to, to work on it by being continually aware throughout the day of how that waking life pattern expresses itself. And perhaps it would be simply a matter of acknowledging this perhaps um, harmful attitude emerging, acknowledging it, and letting it go. And that becomes the habit. And as you perhaps change those attitudes, behaviors in your life, you're the change, the dreams, your dream pattern starts to dissolve or change as well, reflecting the changes in your waking life. So here's a concrete example of that. Um, um, as an adult, I experienced a bunch of uh, losses and, and traumas all in a close period, which, of course, generated a lot of um, anxiety and fear. And at the time, I was having dreams of being attacked by various people. You know, it, it could be anybody, the people, I didn't, people I didn't know, being attacked. And I found myself unable to defend myself. I was completely vulnerable and helpless, trying to fight them off. I was totally ineffective. And so I had to reflect on this pattern. I, it was clear that it tied into this anxiety from these traumas. And, but why the sense of helplessness that was being expressed in the dreams? It didn't make sense. And what I realized was these traumas were evoking um, a, sense, uh, a period of my childhood when I was helpless and, and vulnerable and couldn't uh, defend myself. And I realized, though, that that behavior, that pattern that was coming out of my waking life now, was not helpful to the current situation. After all, as an adult, I was not vulnerable. I was not helpless. And so when those feelings 
I begin to recognize those feelings coming up throughout the day. I would acknowledge them, recognize them as no longer helpful, and let them go. And then the dreams began to change. I became more effective in fighting off these folks, and then the dreams became fewer and fewer, and eventually those dreams, that dream pattern simply dissolved. Yeah. Change I'd made in my waking life. Wow. So, I mean, can I ask you a question? Because I'm always like bizarro when I hear these things in my brain, right? Um, And what happens to me is, so I knew in some strange way that I wanted to try to control whatever fear I had in my life as a kid, right? Hence, what did I do? Well, I came up with, well, right? I mean, I went to all of the horror movies you can imagine. I mean, that's a little crazy to begin with. But, you know, back in the day, you go to the movie theater and you you watch all these scary things. And there's scary things on television because you know this. If you go back in time to television, there wasn't a whole lot there. But it seemed that people did these really bizarro movies back then that, you know, the man who fell from Earth and, you know, like these just really crazy things, the Colossus of New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I'm dating myself, right? Um, But you didn't have the range that we have to choose from today. So I want to ask you this question because I've always been fascinated by this. How does, now this is the flip on your book a little bit. How does how we spend our day, our waking day, how does how we spend our waking day influence or not influence our dreams? Let's take a short break. That's the one where I thought I had it going on. Meaning I thought, yeah, I'm going to like coordinate, manipulate my day so that I can make sure my dreams turn out to be the way that I want them to turn out. Uh, I don't know if I was on track with that. We're taking your calls. 1-800-930-2819. We've also got copies of the book to give away. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Plus, live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. 
Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com. That's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 5366 The Angel Lady. The Angel Lady. The Angel Lady. The Angel Lady. The TheAngelLady.net. Do you want to heal your body and mind? Your body has a lot to tell you if you just learn to listen to your intuition. Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio, can help you peel away the layers that are holding you back from living your best life. Tune in to Rewired Life Radio. Learn to love, heal, celebrate on Transformation Talk Radio every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Connect with Audrey at AudreyMichelle.com. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We'd love to give a copy of the book away. Johnson Miller joining me here today. For those of you that missed the first part of this, we're talking about dream patterns. And, you know, what is dream? What does that mean? But one of the things you should also know about the book is that when you read it, most of the chapters are broken into a couple different parts. There's the main idea, then a summary of the main points, but then there's action section. Because dreams, believe it or not, may just be about action, may just be about action. The other thing that Johnson does really, really well is he says, look, there are some other resources, other things that you might want to know about, might want to do. And so it's more than just, here's the book, figure it out. It's a way for you to take a look at the interaction or the play between dreams and your waking life. And most of us wonder, why the heck am I dreaming? Is there anything I should do about it? Or is it just an annoyance to wake me up in the middle of the night? So we're going to talk about what dreams are made from. But most importantly, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give our first copy of the book away. Um, and, uh, then we will get you to find out how to find out more about Johnson and much more. Johnson, listen, here's the deal. Before the break, I was saying this here. I was like, okay, 
I used to plan my dreams as a kid. And by the way, I, 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 I must admit, I still try to do that now. Um, I don't consider myself a nighttime dreamer, meaning very rarely will I have a dream, wake up and recall it. But as a child, I had this interesting thing that I used to do. So my question is a little bit different. Does our waking lives influence our dream? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And if so, how so? <laughs> so? There's really two answers to that. All and right. So in the story that you're sharing about your, um, your childhood dreaming, where you would purposefully craft these, these dreams, uh, you were very deliberately saying, okay, this is what I'm going to dream about and bring these people in. And certainly the movies that you were watching, uh, even if you weren't planning to dream about them, certainly they can play into our dream. Anything that happened the day before can, uh, can come in. Now, those are the dreams that I generally just sit aside. You know, when I'm writing in my journal, I dream something, and it clearly came from something the previous day. I'll, I'll note that and say, well, I did this the day before. I watched this movie. That's why I'm dreaming it. And then I know this isn't really part of a, a pattern. This isn't something I really need to worry about um, interpreting. This is just sort of the noise of the previous day playing out. The other way of answering this is that, you know, my point about the, the things that are emotionally powerful in our lives coming mm-hmm. in, producing these long-term patterns, mm-hmm. that too is really about how our daily lives are shaping our dreams. It may be unconscious things. It may not be you know, going to a movie or having seen a particular uh, friend that day, but it could be this, um, an unrecognized anxiety that we carry with, with us throughout the day. And most certainly that impinges on our dreams and, and sculpts them. And I think those are the elements of our daily lives that are the really important ones those things that we don't actually recognize going on in our daily lives. And they will express themselves in these dream patterns, these reoccurring images and themes, um, if they are a persistent part of our waking life patterns. You know, you have been able to really capture different versions of, if I might say, different versions of what dreams are. But the question really has always been for for people that are doing and trying to understand this a bit, a bit more is where the heck do these come from? And, you know, there, there's got to be sort of a historical reference to dreams. You know, what the ancient Egyptians used to think about dreams, for example. You know, are they premonitions? And I think we still have a little bit of that going on today. Um, give us the breakdown. Dreams, where do they come from? And is there anything we could do to either have more of them or less of them? <laughs> um, uh, yes and yes. So, so where, do they, um, where do they come from? You're right. I mean, historically there and, and cross-culturally today and even within single cultures, there are multiple ideas of, about these. You know, are there dreams, you know, are dreams the visitation of, uh, of spirits uh, communi- communicating to us? Yeah, maybe some of them are. Um, are they premonitions of the future? Well, out of almost 30 years paying attention to dreams, I've had maybe one that was possibly, you know, but I just could, maybe I'm just particularly dense. Um, are they um, these uh, Carl Jung's archetypes, you know, these mythological, universal mythological material coming and expressing it herself? Uh, yeah, some of them are, are that too. Are they just indigestion? Yeah, they're that too. I think there's so many things that go on into making up our dreams besides, you know, the emotional the powerful things in our, from our lives or the events of the previous day. It's also um, uh, physical sensations. 
Oh, let me throw out uh, one here. I'm sure there's something everybody's listening can relate to. You have that uh, dream where you're trying to run, but you can't, and your legs just seem to be stuck. Um, that, and some people think, oh, boy, this must be a really meaningful dream. What does this mean? Am I stuck in my life? Well, that's one of the dream where I say, no, don't worry about it. It probably doesn't mean anything. It's just when we're sleeping, our, see, our bodies can't tell the difference between the signals being sent to it when we're dreaming or when we're awake. It doesn't tell the difference. So if you're in your dream, you're trying to run, your body's going to try to run. So our body naturally paralyzes itself while we sleep, basically so we don't hurt ourselves um, while we're dreaming. Of course, some people do sleepwalk, and it can be a danger. Fall down the steps. But normally we paralyze ourselves. And so sometimes when you dream, and if you're not dreaming, if you're not sleeping real deeply in that dream, sometimes our brain is sending those signals um, to our legs to run because that's what we're trying to do in the dream. But the paralysis of our dream, of our of our legs while we're sleeping can feed back in. So you're, it's almost like you're feeling the resistance of your legs moving, and that feeling of resistance can feed back into our dreams and express itself as an inability to run or an inability to scream or shout in a dream. It probably everybody's listening has experienced that at some time. And again, those are things that aren't worth interpreting. It's just the physical sensations coming in. So whatever explanation people have for dreams of why they appear, I would pretty much say, yeah, it's that. It's all of them. Because I think the origins of our dreams are so varied, and that's why you really need to record your dreams, pay attention to what's going on in your life in the, in the night before or just throughout your life in general. Be familiar with mythology to recognize mythological elements coming in so that you know really what kind of dream it is. Is it something that you should be interpreting, or is it just from physical sensations or randomness? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, some people have these these really prominent fierce dreams, really pivotal, meaning I'm having this dream about somebody I hadn't thought about in a million years. I'm running down an alley. This is what's going on. And they wake up and it's really jarring. Um, You know, it not just happens with, you know, us as adults, but it also happens with children. Can you, is there, tell us the difference between children and adults and is there a difference in this idea of consciousness during the dreams yeah it's really hard to to get at really young children's dreams you know especially children who aren't who can't speak yet obviously but but the best um that dream researchers can tell it seems like we don't really start dreaming until we're about four years old um and there's various yeah, I don't remember. Why, yeah, why that is the, is the case, and some children certainly remember dreams earlier than others. The same way that some children have earlier memories than others. You know, most people typically don't have memories from when they're one, two, or or three years old. Sometimes, sometimes we do, and so it may be a related phenomenon: the lack of memory and lack of dreaming at that early stage. Um, but beyond that, once you actually start um, start dreaming, I, I've never. I've never seen any research to indicate, um, you know, particularly important differences in where our dreams come from. You know, children may have different uh, anxieties uh, than, uh, or different joys uh, than adults, but it's still what are the, the patterns in our waking lives? What are the emotionally powerful things? Or what are the random events of the previous day, physical sensations? All of those things will still be feeding into a child's dream as well as an adult's dream. Hopefully our dreams do change as we 
mature from children to adults, at least in the sense of, um, you know, like I had those dreams of being feeling vulnerable and uh, and uh, and, and powerless. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. that's not a feeling that you have as as an adult, but it's understandable yeah. for children because children's lives are in many ways very difficult. They have yeah. little control over their lives, and I can imagine that being expressed uh, frequently in their dreams. Unfortunately, I can't remember back that far to uh, very many dreams from my childhood um, uh, to know. But but I think dreams are for the most part pretty universal. Well, you know. I mean, let's talk about the idea of premonition for a moment. You know, that is a very kind of interesting thing. Certainly, if you go back and you look at the way our pop culture talks about this, there have been many, 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 many premonition type uh, dream uh, topics, books, movies, you name it, right? Um, I want to ask you this question. Does this idea of premonition meaning prediction of the future, something that's going to happen. Where the heck does that stem from? Is that something something that stemmed from ancient times? Is it real, or are we just making stuff up? Um, I would guess all of those, uh, depending, depending on the dreamer, right? Now, like yeah. I said, I've been paying attention to my dreams for almost 30 years, and there was only one time where I had a dream that seemed to be um, a, a premonition. Um, I'll, I'll just share it real quick. Uh, yeah, I dreamt that I was um, that my father had taken me and my brother sled riding. I, I don't know. I was probably eight years old or something. I wasn't re- writing down my dreams at this time, unfortunately. They took a sled riding, and my brother went off a ramp and and landed on his butt when he and you know like when you land like square in your butt and it's just like jolting, horrible, uncomfortable pain that goes shoots up your spine. Well, he basically had that, and we are all standing around, all strangers standing around a circle around him, checking on him to see if he's okay. I don't know if it was a few weeks or a few months later, my father took me and my brother sled riding. He, my brother went off the ramp, landed on his butt, and was laying on his back there in pain. And I, everybody went over to him to check on him, and I looked up, and I saw the faces, everybody standing around. I thought, oh, I, I just dreamt this. But I wasn't writing down my dreams then. Is it possible that it was more like a deja vu thing that my brain confused and attached to a past dream? Because I don't have it documented. And so I don't talk about premonitions in my book at all because I just don't have any reliable experience with it. So what people should do, people who think they're having those dreams, they should write them down all the time. And mm-hmm. then when that event happens, they've got it scientifically documented that, yeah, this, this happens, that we, sometimes these premonitions happen. Um, but out of almost 30 years, it's just, uh, uh, you know, there's only that one possible uh, example. But I could just be particularly dense. And it just doesn't happen to me. It's <laughs> really possible. But the big thing is you've got to remember your dreams before you can ever experience that. So you've got to commit to remembering them and writing them down every day. That's where it all starts. Oh, my God. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, all right, what's next? What do I do? What action do I take? How do I know it's the right thing? All of the above. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What do I do Stop, stop, go, go, fail, succeed, live, or die. 
Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful Western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Moon Recording. Moon Recording is our proud home here to Life Untethered and is located in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. If you have any recording needs, you should definitely check them out. They offer affordable recording services to musicians and podcasters, and their friendly staff specializes in recording everything from full bands to vocals in their vocal production suite. For one hour free, visit moon.nyc and enter code UNTETHERED when booking your first session. Thrive is what we experience when our mind, body, and soul operate as one. When we thrive, we excel on all levels. Thrive is the mindset that matters. It is essential to our being. Have you ever found yourself looking for the instruction manual on how to thrive? You'll find everything you need to help you feel strong, powerful, and peaceful in your own body. So don't waste any more time. Visit thrivebygen.com today. Have you ever said to a friend, I am trying to be less stressed. I am hoping to meet someone special. Or how about I am working on getting a job I love? Hi, I'm Eve from Elite Tarot, host of the weekly show, Mainstream Metaphysics Radio. Words like hoping, wanting, and trying may seem innocent. However, they carry with them emotional weight that actually blocks energy. Next time you start to say these words, say instead, I am becoming less stressed. I am looking forward to meeting someone special. I am pursuing a job I love. While your brain may resist, note how your body physically feels as possibility of success suddenly appears. As an intuitive coach and professional tarot card reader, I work with clients worldwide on using energy effectively to embrace joy. If you'd like to schedule a session, please visit my website at elitetarot.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T dot com. I just gotta believe Hey everybody, super welcome, 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 welcome back. Hey, I'm Dr. Pat. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Check it out. Um yeah, all of the above. Uh, Johnson, for more information about you, uh, can you tell folks how they can find out more about you? Sure. You can go to my website at johnsonmiller.wordpress.com. That's Johnson, J-O-N-S-O-N, Miller, no H in there. johnsonmiller.wordpress.com. And there you can uh, find my uh, my Twitter for getting announcements about other shows and events. 
and so forth. And you can also get the book uh, from all the big online sellers, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and um, also from their local uh, bookstores. If your bookstore doesn't have it in, please ask them to uh, order copies. I know. Um, this is so cool that you're able to do this. And you had a great publisher, by the way. So yeah. a lot of support yeah. around this. Yeah. Um, it's really super cool. You know, we've talked about a lot of things and certainly you cover a ton in the book. Um, and I know that I, we have a few minutes left for the show and I just want to ask you this question, you know, what are your top three things that you want to leave people with when all is said and done? What do you want to, 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 to leave us with here about dreams? Well, the number one thing is like everything else, you get out of it, what you put into it. So if you want to interpret your dreams, and you go to a dream dictionary. I saw one the other day, opened it up, and they had an entry for gardenias, that gardenias meant something specific about your love life. Now, that is complete and utter nonsense, first of all. But uh, it, that's, think about it, it took two seconds of effort to do that. Well, I'll get about two seconds of reward out of doing that. So you, looking for the patterns is a long-term process, takes more work. But then you also need to be self-aware during the day. This is where most of the work comes in, is paying attention to what's going on in your daily life to connect, make connections to those patterns that are in your dreams so that you can start to um, replace less helpful patterns in your daily life and create more helpful, more skillful ways of living. And, of course, that takes a, that takes a lot of effort. You're not going to look up gardenia in a dream dictionary and get that, that sort of result. So one, you gotta, what you put into is what you get out. To put in the work during your daily life, because if what you want to do is change your life, well, you have to change your life. Um, and I think another third thing is that dreaming and waking are not binaries of consciousness. That consciousness is a spectrum, and in our dreams, we experience the full range of consciousness, from completely complete passive dream consciousness to fully awake, lucid dreaming, which you're fully aware of the fact that you're dreaming. But everything in between, and just a quick example, many of us, I'm sure, you've had dreams of confusion. For me, it's being in train stations, not being able to find my train and getting lost and missing the train and so forth. And what I find in dreams like that is it's not that that sense of being lost and confused is the meaningful thing. It's that my waking consciousness is actually there trying to make sense of an illogical world, and it just doesn't make sense. And so with that waking conscious being present at some level... It produces, uh, produces confusion. And so things like consciousness, bodily sensations, we have to pay attention to a wide range of things that go into making up our, our dreams. We have to sift out the meaningless things from, from the meaningful. And again, this is a lot more work than simply uh, interpreting each dream in and of itself as each item. A mountain means one particular thing. There's a lot of work that needs to go on in interpreting our dreams and in our waking lives to produce changes in the waking life pattern, because it's the waking life patterns that really matter, not the dream pattern. The dream patterns are just there to point towards the waking life patterns. So so this is the, the thing that I think is so important for all of us, is to make sure that we're aware that there could be a pattern operating here. And, you know, you've given us some tools so that we can watch what the pattern is and, you know, in the end, people are trying to make sense of these dreams. I mean, isn't that what this is really about for a lot of folks? And also your book is to help people understand that there is a way that they can find out more information and that that information could be vital 
in helping them in their everyday lives, right? Yeah, I set up the book. It, it is not a book to simply read through. It is a book to work through. Because yeah. if you're reading this book, it's because you're interested in working through your life, learning to live more skillfully. That takes effort, and so you need to start off step by step, learning to journal your, to recall your dreams, learning to journal your dreams, learning to recognize the patterns, learning to recognize your waking life patterns, learning to make changes in your personal life. And yeah, I provide a lot of resources and step by step guides for uh, how to do all of these things. So this book is useful for folks who've been paying attention to their dreams for a long time and just want to get more out of them, or if you've never done any dream work before at all, it's uh, it's a useful book to get you started right from the beginning, everything that you need. Awesome. Um, So here's my last question for you. I would love for you to just share with us what do we say to the people that get afraid? That get afraid? Yes. In their dirt from their dreams. Yeah. Well, first of all, they're only dreams, right? The the dreams, what's in the dreams, are not the things that we need to fear. The fear is an expression of something in our um, in our waking lives. It's pointing us to something. They, these fearful dreams are um, are a blessing. They are saying, hey, look, there's something going on that maybe you recognize, maybe you don't. Just like when you, um, if suddenly your thumb hurts and you look down like, oh, I just hit my hand with a hammer. The pain is a warning to us. It tells us, pay attention. We might need to take care of this. And those fearful dreams are the same thing. Embrace them. Find out what it is in your life that is causing that fear and do what you can to, um, to, to remove that fear and move on from it. And that will be reflected back into your dreams the fearful dreams will uh, will subside and dissolve away. Yes. um, You know, here's one thing that is so important is that you do mention it is critical, almost my words, critical, that we um, journal. Journal's my word, but it doesn't have to be that. Um, My question is, how important is it to journal accurately, or doesn't it matter? The most important thing is to write something down. Write down anything. That's the start. Um, the more um, the more consistently you journal, the more dreams you're going to remember, and the more patterns you'll be able to recognize, or the stronger the pattern signal will be when you review your, your journal. It is absolutely fundamental. Now, don't get hung up on writing a million details. What details from the dream you have to write down will depend on the context. Like if you witnessed an accident and a police officer asked you what happened, you wouldn't have to say, well, this person was wearing a blue shirt. But if it was a crime scene, the police officer was asking you something, you say, well, officer, the the person, the suspect was wearing a blue shirt because they need to go find that person. And in your dreams, you'll just figure it out how much detail you need to write down. It'll depend on context. Just start writing them down. And eventually, you know, you'll get the hang of of how much really needs to go in there. Most of the stuff in dreams is just props and, and, and setting. And, you know, something needs to be there. The curtains need to be some color. It doesn't necessarily matter whether they're blue or red or, or whatever. Um, and so don't get hung up on whether you need this much detail or that much detail. Just write down something every day, even if it's just, I did not recall any dreams. Awesome. 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 You know, this has been a, quite a great chat. I really appreciate it. And, again, tell people, how did they get a copy of the book? 
Yeah, it is available in all the big online booksellers, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. It's available at least in all the Barnes & Nobles in my region. If it's not available in your local bookstore, your local independent bookstore, ask them to order copies. And you can find out uh, more information at my website, johnsonmiller.wordpress.com. You can get a hold of my uh, Twitter from there as well. Thank you so very much. Hey, everybody, stay tuned. We got Liao Jian joining us. It is going to be a rocking time. We'll be right back. Lights go out and I can be saved. Tides that I tried to swim against. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.